Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor Kabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, mamas. A key theme when we talk about matrescence, this transformation we go through as women in motherhood, is this questioning of who are we really? Outside of the cultural context of what it means to be a woman and a mother, outside of all of these stereotypes or ideals that we've been told about who we need to be, here is an opportunity for us to figure it out ourselves. For example, one of the key things we talk about in Mama Rising is this idea of the good mother. What is your definition of being a good mother? Where did it come from? Whose was it originally? Is it because it's the opposite of what your mum did or exactly what your mum did? Is it what your culture or religion tell you you need to be? And that really often unsettling feeling within us in those early years of motherhood is us trying to figure out for ourselves who we are and what we want to be. What is our own definition of being a good mother? Are we doing this because we think that's what we should do? Or are we doing this because this is who we really are? And what I wanted to share with you all this week was how this theme of is this really who I am is coming up over and over again in my life. And I thought by sharing it with you, we really get to see how much these themes are a core part of what this life is all about. For some reason, maybe it's because I'm 45, maybe it's because of the end of my marriage and this new season in my life or Maybe it's just the stars, who knows. But for some reason, I'm finding myself in a period of time of really questioning everything. Who am I? Is this what I want or is this what I think I should want? Is this still who I am? For those of you who have read my book, you'll know that I had this core identity my whole life of believing I was going to be a journalist that was embedded into me by myself, no one else, that that was who I am. And so whenever I stumbled, whenever I had my heart broken, whenever anything happened in my life, I landed back in that one place. I am a journalist. 
I'm a storyteller. I'm a researcher. I'm here to find stories of people in this world and tell them. Sometimes that's my story. Oftentimes it's others. And that knowing has been a core foundation of so much of my life and so many times in my life. You know, motherhood threw everything at me and made me question everything. And what did I do with that? I researched it. I wrote about it. I came back to that identity. And same again through all of the different things that we've been through over the last few decades, where I always land is as this storyteller, this ambitious woman who wants to take stories and tell them so others can heal and change and the world can be a better place. But what if that is not true? What if that was, yes, who I thought I was for 40 odd years, but as in the mid 40s now and new relationship, new season, what if I'm moving into a different identity? And it's just reminded me that once again, life is about these changes. We think we're static. We think that who we thought we were as a teenager will continue all the way through. And so I know that that's what matrescence brings up in so many of us. Who am I now? What do I want to do with my life? But what if it was also down to the tiniest things? What if this questioning of, is that who I am or do I do that just because I have to? I think I have to. What if that could come down to the tiniest things like food, the way you dress, the way you put your makeup on, how you do your house, how you clean it, how often you clean it? Stay with me here. As I said, <laughs> I'm in a season of curiosity, looking at everything through the lens of what if I was starting with a blank slate? What if I didn't know anything about what I like, about who I am? What if all of the stories and expectations and stereotypical ideals of who I think I should be was wiped away and I was left with this baseline, this foundation and I started to rebuild from there? And what this is doing is showing me that a lot of the things that I have been doing have been programmed. For example, I never allowed my house to get dirty, ever. Even when I have deadlines for books and programs to create and a child in hospital and the world falling down around me, my house would still always be spotless. Everything would be put away, all the beds are made every day. It's just always who I have been. And yet, again, recently, I've just started to not worry if the bed's not made. Now, this has been incredibly uncomfortable, like incredibly uncomfortable. You may be laughing at this right now, but this has been a really big thing for me, to not make the bed. 
because, am I making the bed because that's what a good girl does and a good wife and a good mother? Yes. What happens if I don't make the bed? The internal story is, I'm a mess. My house is a mess. My kids will grow up remembering that their house is a mess. They won't respect me. I'm not a good person. Like it is ridiculously interesting to look at what is underneath the things that we do all the time. It helps that the new man in my life couldn't care less whether the bed is made. And I think the role he plays in my life is to crack open these very rigid ideas I have had of what I should be doing every day. Because, and I really hope that this is making you reflect on perhaps the things that you have always thought you should do. What it's showing me is just how much unconscious, robotic things I was doing in my life because I thought that's what I should do. Now, I may very well get over a messy house. I may very well decide that having a beautifully made bed every single day is something I love. I do it because it fills me up. I like walking past the bedroom and seeing it. I like that feeling of coming into the bedroom at the end of the day and this beautiful space is waiting for me. In fact, I'm pretty certain that's where I'm going to land. But I'm landing there because I cracked it open, I looked at it and decided to ask myself, why am I doing this and who am I doing it for? Same with the clothes I wear, even the food that I like, the things that I do with my time, the exercise I've always been drawn to. What if we have these times in our life where we pause, we look at everything around us and say, wait, hang on a second, am I still doing this just because that's what I've always done? Is this still who I am? Or am I evolving, changing? I think that's what this beautiful gift of matrescence has given me. Even though my baby, my youngest, is nine this month, what I have learned through this is how to be okay with realising I don't know who I am. It makes me emotional to say that actually, because so much of my life has been built on this belief that I know who I am. I know not everybody has that, but I do think all of us have attachments to who we should be and how it should look, what we should wear, how we should sound, the things we need to do each day. And what if matrescence, this experience of motherhood, is just the first of many seasons of questioning? What if I didn't make the bed? What if I did actually decide to eat meat again after 30 years? What if I 
wore heels every day because they make me feel great even though I'm just walking around my house. (laughs) What if being a journalist, writing these stories is not who I am anymore? It feels like the story of the alchemist. I have a sense that like the main character in that phenomenal fable, that phenomenal story, went and explored the world seeking treasures and then ended up back where he began, having learnt so much but also knowing who he was. I wonder if it will be the same in this season, that I will come back to being a journalist and a writer and making my bed every day and still being a vegetarian and knowing exactly which types of shoes I like to wear. But this super exciting thing for all of us, for you and me as women, is we get to stop and ask these questions. Is this what I still love? Is this still who I am? And what a privilege that is to be able to ask those questions of ourselves, even if they're incredibly uncomfortable, which they have been. I hope that lands somewhere for you. I hope that inspires you to think of some things in your life that you've been doing perhaps unconsciously, unaware, and just ask yourself, is this still what I want? Is this still what I like? Who am I doing this for? Please let me know on Instagram or via email how this landed, what it brought up for you. I'd love to hear. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, Mama. We change the way mothers are valued and seen in our society and our world by bringing these conversations to light and spreading the whispers of matrescence. And so I ask you to be a part of this movement now. Speak to others around you about matrescence, about your experience of motherhood. Let's bring it to light together. To find out more about matrescence, go to amytaylorkabaz.com forward slash matrescence and receive your free ebook, The Matrescence Map, so you can understand it even deeper. Thank you for being a part of this. Until next week, Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.